0: Welcome to Today on Broadway for Friday, February 3rd, 2023. I'm Broadway Videos, Matt Tamaninni.
1: And I'm Tell Me on a Sunday podcast, Grace Aki.
0: Grace, we are jumping on this call a little earlier than we had originally planned. Schedules change, so we are flying by the seat of our pants as we come into this, uh, this episode of Today on Broadway, but I do want to share that not only... Will we have Jan Simpson's latest episode of All the Drama. I said Stagecraft yesterday. It's actually All the Drama, where she talks about Picnic. That'll be coming up in the podcast feed over on Patreon. But I will also be doing an interview on Sun Saturday after I see a show on Friday night. So down here in Florida, right now in Orlando, but then it's going to a couple other places, I believe, there is this ridiculous Who's Who production uh, of Rock of Ages, which is kind of crazy. Have I talked to you about who is in this cast?
1: Um, No, you have not.
0: Okay, so this is like at just a regular like maybe 200 seat theater and it has been, they used to like produce their own things and they've now gone to like an outside group that produces things that go to multiple places, but it is being led by Bo Bice, former American idol Bo Bice. Bo yeah, Omar Cardona, who was a finalist on The Voice this past year. Justin M. Sargent, who is a Central Florida native and a Broadway Justin vet.
1: Sargent, yeah. uh, formerly of uh, Jesus Christ Superstar Live.
0: Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. And he, I believe he's also directing, but also in this cast. Diana Huey, who I last saw as Ariel in the national tour of Little Mermaid. She is also a regular guest of the Skivvies. Also in the cast is real life husband and wife Christine Dwyer and Matt DeAngelis. And then Tony LePage and Militia Vox, who I'm unfamiliar with, but uh, is getting some very nice uh, coverage for the show as well. So, like, this is like a, like, I go and see just like regular, pretty not great professional theater here in Orlando at this theater. And they've completely pivoted to bringing in like multiple big names for production of, of rock of ages. I was supposed to go last week. They had some technical difficulties, so they canceled the performance I was supposed to be at. So I'm going on Friday on Saturday afternoon. I'm talking to Christine and Matt about uh, doing this show. So we will have that episode coming up in the feeds as soon as I'm able to get it out, but very excited about this rock of ages is always a blast. It's always insane. Uh, but really looking forward to that, especially with all of this vocal talent. You're
1: talking about nothing but a good time.
0: <laughs> well done. Yeah, it Sorry. is. You no, know, it's good. It's very good. Um, but I'm excited about this. So great people in this show. If you're in Central Florida, head over to the Garden Theater in Winter Garden, Florida, just uh, one of the nice suburbs of Orlando. Anyway, lots of news coming down on Thursday. And the first one, Grace, I have not yet seen Leopold Stott, but... I feel like I might have to go see it for sure on my next trip because the cast has has been expanded with this kind of extended run and it is bringing in one of my favorite actors. Joshua Molina will take over the role of Herman beginning on March 14th, replacing David Crumholtz who is one of the numerous stars who is leaving the show. On March 12th, we'll get into that in a second. Joshua Molina was last seen on Broadway in 1989 in the original Broadway production of A Few Good Men. He has been in some of my favorite things ever. He is like literally three of my top 10, I could probably even go six or seven TV shows ever. He was one of the leads on Sports Night, which I love. He joined the cast of The West Wing. And he was also on Scandal, which I loved. So Joshua Molina, also a great follow on Twitter, joining the show is fantastic. David Register is also joining the production as Fritz. And current company member Jesse Aronson is taking over the role of Leo, uh, as well as his current role of Aaron. Charlotte Graham is replacing Tedra Milan as Nellie, And Sarah Killo is taking over for Casey Levy, who is departing, as we've mentioned earlier this week she's heading over to do next to normal so lots of other company members joining as well we will have that information in the show notes but david casey tedra and artie frushan are leaving the production on march 12th and i feel like okay this is going back on the list it was one of those things i couldn't get the timing right to see it in december but with joshua molina i feel like i kind of have to now yeah, it's really
1: exciting. Um, I do also really like that actor as well. So I'm I'm curious to see him on stage uh, just the same as you. So that's so exciting. I, I love when there's like a new casting uh, piece that we're like getting someone to return to the theater and to return to Broadway after many, many years of a hiatus. I mean, TV and film, it plays pretty well, but <laughs> I'm excited for, for this uh, uh, leg for Leopold Stott as well.
0: What's, what's interesting about this is like, we just don't see this very often with plays. Like we saw some, uh, obviously with- to kill a mockingbird and also the fairy men were like they were longer running so they had additional stars come in but it's so rare that we have i mean really any open ended run of a play generally they are all limited runs with stars this it's they're all built around a star's schedule and once those stars are no longer available the show closes it's great to see a play written by one of the best writers in you know modern theater history having a really successful commercial run and getting to stay open uh, and, and kind of have its own life. So I'm very excited about this. This will obviously be a major contender for the Best Play uh, Tony Award coming up later this spring. And obviously the original cast won't all be there, but certainly one that will be benefited by all of the publicity that comes out of the awards season. In other news, we're going to turn our attention to some theater-related things happening on the big screen. So after debuting at the Toronto International Film Festival last September, there is a new film version coming to the big screen of Carmen. Now, I'm not 100% sure like, if it's like, legit opera Carmen or kind of based on the same source material, the novella of the same name, but it does feature people that we know can sing. Starring as Carmen is Melissa Barrera, who we previously saw as Vanessa in the In the Heights film, and starring opposite her is the man who we pretty much talk about on every episode now, Paul Meskel, who... Is basically like the stage and screen icon right now. Not only did he get an Oscar nomination for After Sun, he is also starring in uh, Getting Ready to Star in A Steak Car Name Desire over in the West End, and he is doing the Merrily We Roll Along film. So this is uh, really exciting. It, there will be music and dance involved in it. I, again, I don't know if it's like a legit, the opera score, the Bizet opera score that we know, but obviously these folks can sing. They have the the theater and the musical theater chops, so I guess I'm excited to see this. It is going to be released on April 21st, first in New York and LA before expanding wide after that. Uh, I am old enough, Grace, to remember an MTV original film called Carmen, a hip-hoppera that starred one Beyonce Knowles, so... This has a very high bar to clear to live up to that legacy.
1: Whenever I hear the words hip opera, I have to ask. <laughs> yes, and yet we don't have time. We we don't have time in the show for this.
0: <laughs> okay. In um, another musical on screen note, yesterday Deadline exclusively reported that there is going to be a new musical version uh, using pop music of Romeo and Juliet. It'll be called Verona. It'll star Clara Ruggard, Jamie Ward, Rebel Wilson, Rupert Everett, Jason Isaacs, and Derek. Derek. Derek Jacoby. It'll be the first film in a new original pop musical trilogy based around the real life 1301 story that inspired Shakespeare's Romeo and Juliet. I don't know why we need a trilogy of movies to tell the story of Romeo and Juliet. Shakespeare did it in one play, but I guess let's go. Let's get more of them. Not exactly sure what this is all about, but I'm open to it. Anything with uh, Rebel Wilson and or Derek Jacoby seems like a good time to me.
1: But just to be clear, I I full agree there, just to be clear, Romeo and Juliet with pop music. This is the first I'm hearing of this.
0: Never. Never heard of anything doing that before. Um, (laughs) That first word, though, in the title is throwing me off. The Romeo part, like... I think they could drop that, to be honest with you. I
1: feel like it's something that could be maybe, maybe, you know, like, let's go back to the drawing board and see if we can make some edits. And I think that the rest yeah. of the sentence is fine. So we'll we'll figure it out for sure.
0: You know, who would be great at helping make those edits? Mm. Mm. Betsy Wolf. Betsy Wolf would be really good at that. She's
1: so, you know, I got to be honest with you, a person who I haven't seen on stage in a long time that would do better, maybe at the edits and Hathaway. I'm throwing it out there. We've got to stop.
0: Okay, like that was. I had no idea where you were going with that, but that was honestly perfect. That was so well done. No, Matt,
1: it was fucking perfect. And on that note, I wrapped it up.
0: Oh my God. If you have no idea what we're talking about, get thee to the Stephen Sondheim Theater, please. Anyway, okay, so here are some interesting things happening in and around the theatrical world that are kind of theater, but not theater, but certainly theater related. Coming to New York City is Journey, a unique dining entertainment experience brought to you by Tony Award winning producer Mark Routh, who worked on The Producers and Hairspray. And this is a direct quote because I want to get this right. It introduces, quote, theatrical gastronomy to New York City with an exciting blend of immersive video installations, fine dining fashion tech, I don't know what that is, and theater. It is cre- created through the collaboration of a top team called from the worlds of Broadway, fashion, multimedia and the culinary arts. Journey is a wholly original experience. It was written by playwright Greg Edwards. It was directed by Tony Winner, John Rando of You're in Town and On the Town. Ooh, You're in Town and On the Town and the upcoming Back to the Future musical. And it features beloved Broadway icons Tony Award winners Judy Kay and Katie Hoffman. It is happening at 27 West 24th Street. We will have all of the information on there. It features a 360 degree projection design that transports you from the communal table at five exotic locations for each of your different five courses. This is not something that I would have any interest in considering that I, I I'm not a foodie, but it sounds wild to me, Grace.
1: Yeah, molecular gastronomy in the food scene has definitely been a topic of conversation for the past like 10, 15 years. So I'm excited to see what that means for the theatrical community. Um, this definitely intrigues me. I'm sure Ashley and I will have an offline chain to talk about just this.
0: I mean, I did watch the menu over the weekend. So I feel like I understand Aww. a high, uh, <laughs> you know, dining, fine dining and all that stuff. But
1: yeah, elitist um, food tastings for sure.
0: We'll see. Um, Over at the Museum of Broadway, they will have a new exhibit called When Broadway Was Black, Celebrating the Legacy of Shuffle Along. On Wednesday, February 8th at 6 p.m. at the Museum of Broadway, Cason Gaines, who is a pop culture historian and author of When Broadway Was Black, will be joined by author and Columbia University professor John McWharton for a conversation about the lasting legacy of the show, the original Shuffle Along, and why it underscores the importance of diverse creators living in their authentic truth and sharing stories they want to tell today if you want to attend this special presentation we will have a link in the show notes where you can reserve your spot for free i've been to the museum of broadway grace have you been yet
1: i haven't been i really want to go i know
0: (laughs) you it's fairly close to your office isn't it
1: i think it is so i'm just saying museum of broadway I would like to go.
0: Yeah, hit you up, hit you up. All right, let's wrap up the show today with a feel-good recommendation. I know that there are varying degrees of excitement for the upcoming Lincoln Center Theater production of Camelot. This is a show that means a great deal to me. And uh, I got to tell you, seeing this exclusive trailer that Playbill released, it is gorgeous and it is so great philippa sue looks fantastic as guinevere uh jordan danica as lancelot looks great it is really stunningly beautiful which you would expect from stunningly beautiful people but i'm super excited about this i know in terms of revivals on broadway this season this one might not be at the top of the list But I'm pumped. Like, I think this is going to be really fun and really good, especially because we know that Lincoln Center Theater does not shy away from doing very big, very luscious golden age musical theater revivals.
1: Yeah, for me, I have never had an interest in Camelot. Uh, But this one absolutely made, I don't even know. Um, But that's the thing is that it absolutely brought me in. I was intrigued. I was interested in like the casting of it all. It looked, it was stunningly directed. Um, I really enjoyed this little teaser trailer. So I fully agree with you. It did its job. I am interested now.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I've told this story before, I believe, but like, I've often talked about the fact that, like seeing um, Melissa Errico and Richard Chamberlain in the pre-Broadway tour of *My Fair Lady* was like the thing that really, really hooked me on musical theater. The very next show I saw in the Columbus, uh, Ohio uh, subscription season that year was a production of *Camelot* with original star Robert Goulet no longer playing Lancelot because it was many years later, but then playing King Arthur, and uh, I've loved it ever since. So it has a a very deep place in my heart i wore out that original uh julie andrews uh, robert goulet and richard burton uh, cd and i love it very much so i'm very much looking forward to this especially with people who i know can absolutely kill it uh also we didn't mention tony woodwinner andrew burnett playing king arthur as well so performances will begin on march 9th at the vivian beaumont theater with an opening scheduled for april 13th i will be getting tickets to see that one because i love it very much all right, that's all that we wait, have. Wait, for-
1: wait, Matt, I also I also saw Robert Goulet and Camelot. You just no. didn't realize that. I was thirteen years old. <laughs> These
0: are very different productions because I saw it like when I was twelve. So you and I were not seeing the same tour if you saw it when you were thirteen and I was around no, twelve or thirteen. But I
1: saw him yeah, I saw him at the Fox Theater in Atlanta when I was doing Camp Broadway. There that's you go. insane. Okay, never yeah. mind. Sorry.
0: Very good. I also saw him in a tour of man of la mancha where he was playing don quixote and i believe his son was actually in the cast as well so lots of robert Goulet stuff robert Goulet is the best love it all right everybody that's all that we have for today thanks for listening to today on broadway follow us on facebook twitter and instagram at broader radio and you can find me on twitter and instagram at bww matt grace where can people find you you can find me on all forms
1: of social media at it's grace Aki.
0: all right everybody have a wonderful weekend don't forget to head over to patreon.com to hear all of the stuff that we are pumping out over the weekend. It should be a lot of good stuff. Have a great weekend. We will be back to talk to you on Monday.